Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Well, only six months after emerging from bankruptcy protection, is Stelco planning a steel manufacturing renaissance? There are rumors, I've had a number of people from the plant who have called me and hey, you know what's going on? Uh, and is, is this the, the phoenix rising from the ashes? Well, let's ask Marvin Ryder, business professor at the DeGroote School of Business at McMaster University, that very thing. Marvin, how are you this morning? I'm fine, thank you, Bill. And, and here's the good news. I'll give you more than five minutes. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and please be clear with your answers. Okay. Uh, as you always are with us. They'll be graded later on, of course. <laughs> always the professor. Right. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about this. So, boy, I, I tell you, this, and you and I have had this discussion mm. ever since the days of CCAA and, and some pretty ugly times. I mean, there were some questions not too long ago as to whether or not the doors were ever going to be opened at this place now. Mm-hmm. And now I'm starting to hear that uh, this, you know what, they're going to fire the ovens up again, everything's going to be happening. Are we getting ahead of ourselves a little bit here? So I'm going to say yes to that. Let me let me take you back a little bit in context. So you'll remember that we had this creditor protection. It went through, and I think most people assumed, myself probably included, that it came to an end on June 30th when ownership of Stelco was transferred to bedrock and it seemed to stand on its own two feet. It actually did not end there because the land company, the company that's supposed to own all the land, had not yet been created. So until all of the pieces to the puzzle are complete, you're still technically under the CCAA process. As a result, in December, the monitor, this is the person the court uses to make sure the, uh, you know, the CCAA process is moving forward, filed a report. Now, in that report, the monitor said that uh, the mo- basically the monitor was put in charge of the LANCO, and, and that was the one sole responsibility going forward to keep the LANCO uh, project going. The monitor noted that, uh, I guess it would have been in early 2017, a uh, site study had indicated that there were three smokestacks on the Stelco property that were um, destabilizing. Because they had not been used and no maintenance had been done on them, they were becoming a bit of a hazard. And so the monitor sought approval from the court to demolish them, and the court agreed to do this. Uh, um, proposals were solicited, a bid was chosen, and uh, in July or August, those smokestacks were supposed to have been demolished. Well, before that happened, the new owners, Bedrock, said, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, can, can we just send our own person in to do an investigation of these smokestacks? Uh, the, the monitor said, sure, go ahead, knock yourself out. We'll delay the demolition. Um, the company took a look, and they said, you know, for a relatively small investment, we can actually stabilize these. Uh, would you mind if we do that? And the monitor said, no, no, go ahead, knock yourself out. We'll cancel the demolition contract. And that's what's happened. There's been some investment, relatively small investment, to stabilize these smokestacks. Now, what does all of this mean? I think what it means is that the new owners wanted to keep all the infrastructure intact until they can figure out all the things they want to do. We here in Hamilton would love to hear that one of the three or two of the three or maybe all three of the three uh, uh, basic oxygen furnaces were going to be rebuilt and turned back on and steel would once again be made at Stelco here in Hamilton. That would be a wonderful outcome. That's not anything that's on the table. Stelco has not said that. What they've said is they want to keep their options open. 
Remember, their goal is to start selling more steel. Uh, right now, they can produce all the steel they need down at the Nanticoke Works, so they aren't in need of more capacity. But if their dream comes true and they can rewin some of these contracts for the um, car industry, they may very well need more steel-making capacity, and so they've got it here. So the way I look at it, Bill, is that they spent probably a million or two million dollars to do a certain amount of maintenance work on those smokestacks to keep their options open. And I'll give this back to you in one second. One other little wrinkle to all of this story, of course, is that we're not the only city watching all of this development. Up in the Sioux, there's a lot of talk about the future of Algoma, and there was a hope that Bedrock might, might, also make a play for those assets and then put the two of them together, put the Algoma assets and the Stelco assets together. Now, if they do that, then they may not need steel-making capacity in Hamilton because they could have it in the Sioux. But, of course, if they don't get the Algoma assets and sales go up, they may need it here in Hamilton. So I view this as a company trying to keep Plan A, Plan B, Plan C, Plan D all alive. And for a relatively small investment, they were able to do that. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.